Okay, let's start the episode. Oh, uh, hi, I'm Gerardi Peralta. And I'm Kevin Peterson. And I'm Ryan Benoit, and this is Serial Podcast 9. We've already been talking about very serious business. But uh, okay, actually, I had two ideas for today's podcast, and they Shoot might both could coexist, or we could just talk about one. In a funny way, Gerard just started talking about the thing that I wanted to talk about anyway, which was SEMA. Uh, and then we got a little bit carried away and now we actually have to start the conversation from the beginning. So as we're recording (laughs) this, it's middle of SEMA week, SEMA 2021. I used to go to SEMA every year for media and you guys have like exhibited at SEMA. So we've all have our experiences at SEMA. Uh, I don't know. I thought we could just talk about SEMA for a bit and see what, what our thoughts are, like what's good, what's not. I haven't really looked too, too much. I mean, I've definitely seen some cars from SEMA this year. Looks like there's some pretty good stuff. Um, I feel like SEMA would probably be a pretty good year this year. Apparently there's not as many people, but like uh, because SEMA's on and, you know, the automotive world needs some excitement and some normalcy in its life, I guess. So like, you know, SEMA builds are back, you know, SEMA prep is back and, Bluetooth drive shafts are back and all this other stuff. Like I saw one today where it actually had the Bluetooth symbol on the fucking diff. Uh, so they had no drive shaft, but it had the Bluetooth symbol. Like it was an actual metal piece that they had like made. And I was like, well, man, like some comments were like, you could have just built the drive shaft for the same amount of effort you put in to put this like Bluetooth symbol. And then you said you saw one that had no tires or something. And then they made some meme stuff about how, the global impact blah blah and then they couldn't get tires for SEMA. yeah it was a jeep on just on its wheels with no tires and yeah sign next to it saying that they couldn't get the tires because of there was like vaccine mandates and bob ross's death and toilet papers shortages and blank blank and they said so just imagine this on like 37 inch tires uh (laughs) which is kind of funny i guess Quick question. Why don't the trucks put in drive shafts? Not done. Okay, that's why. Yeah. So they make I mean, yeah, would it really be SEMA prep if it wasn't done like a day before SEMA, basically? I mean I don't know, like if people just think, don't decide to go to SEMA until like I mean, a it's week hard, before it. It's hard to keep a t- uh, you know, a timeline up to date when working on cars, I find, you know? Yeah. yeah. And like like it starts to snowball, you know kind of thing I, I assume none of these people want to be showing up with like a half done vehicle like people making fun of them <laughs> I, like, I think that they uh, like probably even, just like even there. that like crazy audi that you sent me like i don't think it has tie rods tie rods at all but, um, there's like a photo of the engine bay and you can see the steering rack and there's like nothing coming off the steering rack maybe because it's one of those steering racks that mounts on the firewall and then has the things like a civic yeah, but don't does what come, doesn't something have to come out of the steering rack? It'd be weird for that car to have absolutely no tie rods. That'd be weird. But anyways, yeah, yeah, it just, um, it just looked like it was, you know, ninety percent done kind of thing. I just think it's such a flex for people to go to SEMA that maybe they don't care if it's you know like done or not. I mean, I don't know that much about that thing, but like, I don't know if it's such a big flex to go at SEMA. But I guess if you're in the right circle. If it's you're in the right kind of circles, a flex. if you have a car at SEMA, it's definitely a bit of a flex. But I mean, if you're in the right circles, maybe it's not that difficult is kind of what I'm saying. 
Yeah, I think it like did. to come. Yeah, to go to SEMA from Canada, being you know like a nobody, that's probably pretty difficult. I mean, I think that is exactly it. That always seemed like a, a bragging right for some people in Canada. They'd be like, "Well, this was a SEMA car. Or this was a SEMA show car." Yeah, but like, yeah, if you live in Vegas or LA and you're like like that personality or in the car scene and are connected, yeah, it's probably not. Yeah, I mean some. Everybody needs a car for their booth, right? So, I mean, if you're building a sick car and like Toyo or, I don't know, Koyo or brand name X or tire brand Z, you know, cleaning company D like needs a car. Yeah. And your car's good enough. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah so, so when you guys went, you did not have a car there, right? You just didn't. No. Nah. No. Nah, we yeah, just had booth. the 10 by 10 booth. Yeah. Booth's expensive AF. Would you ever do it again? Possibly. Uh, I'd like to, yeah. I think SEMA's cool. It's definitely like it's definitely a lot more than than just exhibiting. You know what I mean? Like there's a yeah, it's a, it's a big deal. Like you're kind of more there for networking. the networking and the you know the communication and meeting because I mean it's a conversions place, right? Like people from literally all over the world go to SEMA, so it's like if you want to meet yeah. the dude that you know from Garage Active that like hand laid the dry carbon for the you know you're going to meet that dude if you want you could probably be hgk or you know sequential transmissions b anything you want you can probably meet those people or connect with those people or whatever right so yeah, yeah that's what i did when i went but i didn't know what to do once i met the people so i just <laughs> i mean sometimes it's cool just to meet the people right yeah i guess yeah then you uh, know then they know your name when you message them on instagram like, exactly oh, it's sema and then yeah, you're like, oh, I, yeah, yeah. I never really like, had how, an ask of anyone's. Uh, it's a kind of a good thing, too, that you put a name to a face, blah, blah. Or like if you wanted to do a lot of obviously a lot of business meetings happen there. Um, a lot of schmoozing. You know what I mean? Like, oh, like, you know, we want you to be our distributor this year. Like, let's go out to whatever club or whatever, whatever dinner or something like that. And then buy you a bunch of bottles of beer or some dinner or whatever. And. You know, it's like a, it's like an in-person thing. You got, you kind of get to see everybody who you don't get to see. It's a, it's like once a year that you get to see all these dudes that like, or people, I guess, if you will, it's a perfect excuse to see all these friends of yours that you don't normally get to see. I think it would be fun to go back now. I think it would be fun to go with Gerard and have Gerard comment on all the bill. <laughs> that would be uh, the, my video, my pitch for a, a docudrama. Just Gerard <laughs> walking around SEMA commenting on all the yeah, builds. Like raw uncut footage yeah eight hour eight uh, hours uh, a day <laughs> i don't think we could do that <laughs> live stream live stream gerard and then you could have the chapters and then like there's only like you know one out of eight chapters where it's like gerard likes a car <laughs> yeah exactly that's exactly what it would be like so you one day you pick the cars one day i pick the cars you know what i mean like eat, eat different cool. people pick the cars it would be so bad i i don't think we'd be friends at like Gerard and I would have to take a break from each other. After. Well, you don't have to. You don't have to pick good cars. You could pick. No, but I'd want really, to. I'd be like, you really want to see him like cars. Yeah, I mean, I guess I maybe I'd, I'd be picking the one shit one. cars. Oh yeah, well that's. <laughs> I, I like the drama though. I don't want the low hanging fruit. I want Gerard to go after the big dog. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I don't mean like the absolute like ter- like. Yeah, yeah. I mean. I don't know. I think I was, I don't know. SEMA was weird for me when I went, I think, because it was like me and the boys would go every year and we would definitely do a lot of drinking. And, you know, we would go to like the Formula D party and like one year we 
got into the VIP area and yeah. we shouldn't have been in there. <laughs> like we had no <laughs> business being in that area. Uh, yeah. Anyway, I don't Take know. Take it till you make it. Well, that was kind of my thought. And then I watched other people in media do like actual media things. And I'm like, I don't, I don't know how to, how to do any of this. Okay. So I mean, you guys make me sound like I'm some <laughs> arrogant prick that hates every well, car. I, well, I why, why aren't there cooler cars, man? Well, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I, there's always something cool about some cars, right? You know what I mean? Like there's, and obviously not every car is going to be the way I would build that car. And I mean, that's, that's cause that guy builds that car. That's his car. That's cool. What like, if that guy doesn't build that car, but the shop builds the car. That is the right shop. Yeah. Maybe when, he paid you, the right when shop. you see someone's shit and you're like, I never would have done that, but like, it looks, it looks good. And like is executed. Well, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I mean, some shops build really sick cars, man. You know what I mean? Who builds sick cars, Gerard? If, if you pay the right shop, you can have a really sick car. Uh, I don't know who builds sick cars, man. Like, if you we pay, like, a... said that you don't, you're not so naive, but like, if I asked you who builds shit cars, I bet you'd have a list. No, because it's usually just people. I mean, all right, all right. If you, if you went to a reputable shop, like, if you, I don't know, man, like, for example, like a 2JZ, if you got a 2JZ built by like Rad Dan or like any reputable like 2JZ shop, yeah, Freed or something like that, that's probably a good 2JZ. But if you got your 2JZ built at like Rick's Hot Rod shop or like LJ's garage or some shit, like he's like, yeah, man, I could totally build like a, like a sick 2JZ. And it's like, okay, well. Did you just do an accent for that? No, I didn't do an accent. I I just did an accent that was different than mine. I don't know. A voice that was different than mine. <laughs> Anyways, but like, he probably maybe can, maybe can't, but like, it's just the same as a shop, as a car, man. Like, you're like, oh, I want my fenders to be like this, and I want my arrow to fit like this, and then you don't go to the right place, and then they do what they know, or they do what they do, and it's like, maybe it sucks. If you go to the right shop, it's going to be sick. Man, so there's, you- nothing, there's nothing worse than paying for someone to execute your vision, and then they're like, doing it terribly, yeah. And that, that's like alignments, man. Like, that's why we don't pay fucking for alignments anymore. It's like literally every every alignment, well, not every alignment we've had, but like 97% of the alignments I've ever paid for are trash. And it's like, I'm not paying $100, $120, $130 for someone to fuck up my alignment. I just, I'd rather just fuck it up myself now. Like with, we use strings and stuff. And it's like, seems pretty good. I don't know. Race car guys use strings. They race cars. So maybe I can, <laughs> maybe I can just drive down the street without having a crooked ass steering wheel, you know? <laughs> good. Good. Maybe. All right. What is the best car you've seen from SEMA this year? Oh, I mean, about, about I have Yeah. I mean, I haven't, looked, I haven't yeah. looked yet, but, but yeah, honestly, like I haven't delved into SEMA at all. And Gerard normally goes way harder than I do. As you, I mean, imagine. I've definitely seen some shit, but like I, I don't really need to see a bunch more shit. Like Garage Active R32 full dry carbon, like that car I've loved for like since its inception. And that thing at SEMA, I'm like almost choked. I didn't go just to see that car. Uh, and obviously Turk Supra, man, Turk Supra is out of this fucking planet. It's unreal. Like that car is. <laughs> I don't even know what to say about that. Besides, it's amazing. <laughs> Nothing can touch that car, in my opinion. Mm. So should everyone just give up then no i mean there's a bunch of different cars like i think that car's going for a specific thing and whatever it was it executed it pretty much perfectly 
Um, you know, be nice to see some color or something on it, but I mean, I, I do get that the body is entirely carbon fiber and it's cool that it's like completely shown. You know what I mean? It does and have it, rotiforms it does. on it. Yeah, rotiforms are sick. All right, fine. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're I mean, like rotiform they like, makes... They're like yeah. center lug. They're like mono yeah, lug. They are, yeah, they are. Yeah, and I'm, also like rotiform like, collabos with... The minute you have that, it doesn't matter what... Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're forged. They're huge. They're center lock and they look sick. So like, what more do you want? They don't say work on them. <laughs> yeah, that's my big problem. Imagine going to work and be like, hey, work, like I have this wheel design uh, and I need it to be center lock. They'd be like, go fuck yourself. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, they wouldn't even respond to you. You know what I mean? If you could but I, them, I, how much sicker would you be? <laughs> I, I do agree. I never even actually thought about that, but like you're hundred percent right. Like, if for some reason we built a car similar to that, or like, yeah, like if I was building my stage or whatever, and then we were like, okay, we're going to go crazy. We're going to do center lock this and that. And you did get actual from the race side of work wheels, like center lock wheels. Yeah, man. Like that's next level shit. Like that's what definitely about B- worth what more about than BBS. BBS is sick too, but you could probably get center lock. BBS is relatively easy. It seems like BBS would be a more, uh, an easier brand to get a center lock like race waste waste wheel out of yeah <laughs> but that's the thing is like if you had bbs center locks on your car like would it be a flex as opposed to work center locks which i guarantee you 95 of the percent of the people have probably never even seen yeah like they got bbs center locks on all the porsches like you could buy it you know on a porsche right? very true uh so i just went through larry chen's photos mm-hmm. stories from today because i was like ah he'll have like uh, yeah that's a good that, way to do it that'll be the he knows what he's looking at. That guy goes all the time. He's, mm-hmm. You know, photographer. I trust media dudes. <laughs> um, yeah, I I will say this: what I think is kind of cool about this year, mm-hmm. from what I can tell, is that there isn't the new it chassis, unless I'm just not seeing it. Like maybe it's the Bronco, and nobody's showing me that. Mm-hmm. But what I mean is, like the one year I assume it like when the Super came out, it was all Supras. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then, you know, FRS. Like, the year yeah. I was there, there was all the FRSs. Yeah. FRSs, and then FRSs, all yeah. R35. That's true. That's yeah. true. Yeah. And so it's like you're seeing more of like more uh, uniqueness. Uniqueness. Like, yeah. Originality. Then, yeah. So, and there's only one Z there, and that's at the N- Nissan booth. So that's kind of neat. Right. But like, yeah. I don't know how I feel about this DeLorean. That's the one that maybe I'm it looks not sick. sure about. Oh, yeah. It looks sick. Yeah. I'm not familiar. It's like a wide body DeLorean. I don't know what the yeah. what the overs are made of. It just kind of is like black and it's black in stainless steel because I guess all DeLoreans are stainless steel. Uh, it yeah. makes them perfect okay. for time travel. Um, <laughs> that's how I know it's made of stainless steel. Uh, yeah, it's just like black and stainless steel and wide. And I thought I'd like it more maybe than I do, but that's whatever. It doesn't matter. There's a Tesla at the Toyo booth. So got over fenders on it. Yeah. Maybe that's the, the future now. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, it looks like an interesting yeah, year. There's an, LS, there's an LS Tesla there. Ooh, is there? There's also, yeah. I mean, didn't, didn't Daryl bring two Tesla powered, uh, hard ups? Ford also has a uh, old F100. I think oh, that's... those are taillights. What? On what? Gerard, you have to describe what you're talking about. On that DeLorean, it's got like these acrylic like meshes. Yeah. And they are actually taillights. 
They're pretty fucking sick. I don't know how I feel about it. The DeLorean or the lights? Just the DeLorean. I don't know. I you still like, like DeLoreans? No, I love DeLoreans. They should it should run on compost though. The issue is is I like Back to the Future. I think this is a real problem. <laughs> In turbo, uh, wide body. Yeah, it, it, all that stuff is cool. I just don't know how I feel about it being black, black and silver. Um, which is doesn't matter. That car is not for me. It wasn't built for me. I didn't build it. Whatever, man. So you guys would go back to SEMA. You do see value in it. Uh, no, I'm not going to say that. Oh, okay. No, no, man. I mean, to exhibit at SEMA for us was probably in the neighborhood of all said and done. 9k was expensive because like you got to go there you got to stay there you got to ship all your stuff your booth basically you got to rent like a lot of stuff and uh did we see the benefit from that not really because like first couple years you go as an exhibitor not as a car building you know in a fucking popular ass booth you get shafted you get you get put in like this tent that's like super far away from the main stage like it's all glitz and glory until you want to exhibit you know what I mean? Like I remember Tiedemann went there when we were there and they, you know, they balled out. They bought like three, three cars and all sorts of, sh- I don't know how yeah, much they, had they, a, spent. they had. A, they had like a 40 by 40 booth. It was like two cars, like a whole stage, basically. Like it was savage, but I can't see them getting, you know, like a $50,000 return on that investment. You know what I mean? Like, like, I don't even know if they have a presence in USA at all right now. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I was going to say, like, yeah, I don't know what happened. I don't even know if that shop's around anymore. Yeah, but beyond like them coming in, you know, like there's a few dudes with T-Demand stuff, of course, but like you could just buy T-Demand from Japan. There's not like a T-Demand, you know, USA component that like is active in like slanging parts. You know what I mean? I just don't, I don't know if T-Demand made a bunch of money off that huge investment to exhibit three cars at SEMA, right? I guess maybe sometimes it's about the image you present. Yeah. I mean, that, that is what it is. That being that, said, if there was an automotive company out there that wanted to partake in SEMA, like wanted to benefit from SEMA, what would you recommend doing? Or what would you personally do in the future going forward? I would try to get a car there. Because that's the thing, man. Like, I feel like all the the exhibitors, as far as booths go, like, it, it gets pretty difficult to see I don't know how many thousand booths there are, right? Like, I know if you're going to go there, you're probably going to have something you want to see and then you're going to go and try to find that or whatever. But like, it's, it's a lot of walking. It's a lot of searching. It's a lot of talking. It's a lot of like, it's a lot of work, man. It's like four days worth of like walking. And then you go to see these booths and and there's booth after booth after booth. Not like you, you get out of like the glitz and glory part, which is all the big booths like Holly and like, you know, like HKS and like whatever, like Ford, Toyota, Ford, Toyota yeah. for yeah, all those ones. And then you go, to the place, you go to the place where like, it's all the little guys like Serial 9 and like Tiedemann and like, I don't know, whoever is like a small dude that's trying to like get their name out at SEMA. It's like, they don't have a car in their booth because it costs double the amount of money. If you just had a car in someone else's booth, I feel like it's booth. It's way more valuable yeah. than having a bunch of products on display that nobody's really looking at anyways. Yeah. I will say this as a guy who went solely to take photos as a part of the media, which I imagine yeah. when you build a giant booth, you're trying to attract the media. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like when I went to like Toyo's booth, I was like, tell me about your new tires this year. I'm so impressed. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, no, like what sick cars are here and who built this? Or, you know, like if you're at the Falcon booth, it was because it was like, oh, Fat Lace built a car there or like, Mm. you know, something along those lines. I was there to see the cars built by people, Mm -hmm. not so much 
uh, I wasn't like, oh, I want to hear about these products. So I imagine you had a car showing outside with like your stickers on it. I, I mean, is it just as beneficial for awareness like, to get a car that you built with your parts on it? Like, I mean, when we were there, the the NSX was there. Did you find that that helped or and not? Like, I swear that or that was like in the Liberty Walk booth, wasn't it? Um, or was it in the Toyo booth? Probably the Toyo, Toyo booth. I think yeah. the R35 was in the Toyo booth and maybe the NSX was in the Liberty Walk booth or something. Did they was there a Liberty a Walk Lib- booth? No, it wasn't I Liberty Walk. It was like what, what? Dub. Dub was and like dub? some other was stuff. Dub? Yeah. Because yeah. Yeah. I remember, yeah, booth. like it wasn't like his booth. No. It was like 10, 10 cars or something. Yeah, know? it was like they asked him to put his booth. Yeah. Like we have these spaces. And One thing I will say, like if you're, if you're going to exhibit there, it's like a ton of logistics. That was even just getting there. It's like if we would have known before it's like since we exhibited for the first time there's like a first time exhibitor showcase which was some special little spot where like as everybody walked in we could put our stuff in this glass case and it'd be like oh come see serial nine they're like this is the first time they've been here this is where they are but it's like we didn't find out about that till we were already there the earlier you can be prepared for that for everything you know yeah there's also the total like shit side of SEMA which like nobody talks about because everyone just sees the sick cars and stuff it's like like you mentioned logistics bro like we waited eight eight hours or ten hours for someone to pick up our booth stuff and like you can't leave because like like I mean we so you basically could have left but like oh, we could, we'd have to come back all of you or yeah you, you have to come back hopefully they're there hopefully all your stuff didn't get taken like you're just yeah. gonna leave yeah. your whole display there like yeah, like after everyone's gone. So so basically what it is, is you rent the booth space and then you can either bring your own booth or you can rent, like you can pay this company to sort of like make your booth kind of for you. And then it just shows up at SEMA or whatever. And then you just assemble it, put up your booth, exhibit for your week. And then you can either keep the booth or throw the booth away. But all your stuff comes in, like all the stuff to propagate the booth comes in on like a pallet. And then it also leaves on a pallet. So you have to pack it all up. And then, you know, logistic company A is going to like take it and bring it back, you know, ship it back to serial nine or whatever. Cause you have, I don't know how many thousands of dollars worth of stuff, but yeah, like it's just, it's, it's honestly just like kind of a, a bit of a shit show after like before yeah, and, it's kind of fine, but like, yeah. And if you have the booth, it's like, well, someone has to be at the booth from the yeah. time the show before the show opens till like after the show ends all of the days and then now you're trying to leave at the when the show ends with everybody else yeah sometimes it would take us like 40 minutes from the time we're like actually starting to walk away to the time we're getting in the vehicle which is going to go sit in bumper to bumper traffic because everyone's trying to go back yeah. to the strip, the strip from the convention center at the same yeah. time yeah i don't envy the way you guys did it the way i did it it sounds way better i just would leave whenever <laughs> i wanted get drunk yeah. and go to press conferences <laughs> yeah get free I mean, lunches yeah if you're just going if you're just going to do that type of stuff then that's that's all it is it's fine right so yeah yeah i mean yeah it sounds very tricky i and i do remember hearing stories of like the like some of the chinese manufacturers would just like give their parts away because it was cheaper to like yeah they, we like, took a bunch of stuff home that's right i was gonna say like, literally they just abandoned everything like lug nuts like silicone yeah. couplers like yeah. whole whole wheels 
Man. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, all those Chinese companies were were completely packed up halfway through the last day. I, I remember like going. I remember going by a booth and like the two people who were manning the booth were just sitting there fully asleep. Like, yeah. Yeah. And that's the reality, man. It's like, there's, there's what we see, which is like all the sick cars and all this crap. And then there's the actual work behind it. And it's, yeah. it's immense, dude. So the first times I went to SEMA, we went with the business and I, yeah, it was like that, that dude would go around and do like work and we would just kind of be like, ha 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 ha, this is fun. And then when we did it as media, I treated it like a media job where it was like, I would go home and try to make a post every day, or I'd go back to the hotel and be like going through photos and trying to make a post of the cool things that we saw, you know, that I felt like those traffic wise were really good for Dota logic. And there was a sense that because we went to SEMA for wherever we were, it just like, was a sense of legitimacy at the time. I don't mm-hmm. know if that legitimacy still exists for media people or not, but at the time, it definitely felt like it was like a sense of credibility because like Dota Logic was recognized as media well, yeah, you're, by like, you're, SEMA. You're producing like original content from uh, something that people want to see what's there, you know? So that was neat. I would, and then I kind of stopped going because I don't know why. I just felt like I went too many times, but I would go back. I do think I kind of agree with what Gerard said. It's like, it'd be almost better to like, it's kind of what we said in the beginning. We're like, is it a flex to have a car in SEMA? And what I'm about to say makes it seem like it is, is that uh, as a as a company that's not like a manufacturer, it would probably just as beneficial to have like, you know, like if Serial 9 were to go, it's like, well, some company wants like a Serial 9 built car at their booth because then you're going to get the recognition for it and And i feel like in today's day and age too like for example i guarantee you there's a bunch of is's there now like you know we could have a ton of zero nine is's at sema not even in our booth we don't even need to have a booth but like in the end that's the problem is like we didn't build those cars they're not going to be to our vision they're going to be someone else's vision using our parts which may or may not be cool but it's probably not going to be what i thought it should be you know what i mean that being said there is a car there that has your parts on it right now, right? Right. And it's getting quite a bit of press. It is. Unfortunately, the, unfortunately the parts that are on that car that, that you know help it look so sick, we have trouble getting right now just because of the world situation. So unfortunately, that doesn't yeah. exactly help us too, too much. Well, good. All right. Does anyone so, have anything else to say about SEMA? Thoughts? Concerning? Uh, yeah, no. No. I mean, it's fun. It's expensive. It's fun. I, I do think SEMA is a bit of like a measuring stick. It's kind of cool because it is the world stage. Like if you're building a car, you know what I mean? And like you're going to bring it to SEMA. Of course, there's going to be a bunch of like nobodies that think it's cool or think it's not cool. Or like some people that are maybe not so well versed in cars could think any car is cool. But then there are the people that go to SEMA that like, do know about cars that do build cars, people that actually know stuff and they'll see a car that's above and beyond and actually recognize it. Cause I mean, getting recognition from like, you know, punk young dudes that don't know that much or haven't actually built cars. Like that's not the same as getting recognition from like, you know, car building veterans or like actual professionals that, that like it matters what their opinion is, you know what I mean? So It'd so cool. I believe what you're describing is game recognizing game is what you're yeah, trying to say. Exactly. But, but 
is there a benefit? What do you see the benefit of that being? Because like, it kind of sounds like as a small company coming up, there isn't much room for success at SEMA. So then, but also what is the benefit? It's like, so someone who builds, knows how to build cars, sees your car and says, you know, that's actually a really sick car. What do you see the benefit of that after the fact where they're like, well, it's the same thing as any sort of networking, right? Like if your car, like maybe like if that guy is a prominent or prolific person, uh, they probably have some followers. They probably have some other circles that they run in and they'd be like, yo, I saw this car at SEMA. It was like serial nine or something like that. And had all these crazy parts on it. And they make these parts for these weird cars, but like, like, you know, they're, the, the car was really unique and kind of cool, but like also the parts were like really, really nice. You know what I mean? And then he tells that guy and that guy tells that guy, or maybe he posted on his Instagram. I don't know, but like, it's definitely better than like if the top guy in our neighborhood saw it or the top guy in our, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't know who could possibly see anything that we've done here, even in the neck, even like a 2000 or 4,000 mile radius, as opposed to someone at SEMA. You know what mm, I mean? Like I Jay Leno, Jay Leno could see my car and be like, "Hey, that's kind of cool," and like, that's never going to happen anywhere else. You know what I mean? Right, right. What happens if Jay Leno says your car's cool and you're on Leno's garage? Like, Thanks, man. Like, <laughs> that's pretty cool. Like, I'd ruin it mentioned? for you, and I'd be like, "Fuck you for screwing over Conan," and that would be how that ends. <laughs> Whatever. I'm Team yeah. Coco. I'd be like, can I get you, rec- can I record that and like get a picture with you? Like, yo, Jalen was in my car is sick. Like, can you guys pretty- both wear matching denim shirts and pants? That'd be great. Hell yeah. Uh, I'm done. Huh? Uh, doesn't he wear, oh, sorry. I was going to say yeah, denim shirts and pants. Yeah. Just yeah. the whole Canadian tuxedo almost. Yeah. You know? Okay. Well, that is, that's pretty good. Cause I will say at the end, when I was doing media, one of the realizations that I had was, And the same way it was like who builds the car kind of matters, like the personality or the person behind the car has uh, a cloutiness to it. Mm -hmm. It also matters who takes the photo of your car. So initially when I went, I was like, well, if I'm taking the same photos as Speed Hunters and Motor Maven and, you know, whatever, insert popular uh, like Autoblog name from that era. I was like, well, then I'm, I'm, you know, like it's given me a fair shot at being something. And truth be told, it wasn't like that was the case, right? It was like, that's how I ended up feeling. I was like, well, why would you come look at my photos when you could go to Speed Hunters and see like Larry Chen's photos? I think I mean, you can try and take photos of something that they don't catch, capture. Yeah, that's true. An angle that they don't see or like even cars that they just walk Larry past. Chen sees every angle. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's the best um yeah and so i think that was like i i kind of thought after that to build on your point kevin instead of being like oh there's an angle they didn't see i was like i should be focusing on the markets that they don't follow you know so it was like uh, it became at that time the first year final bout happened it was like well that seemed like a big deal or mm all the Canadian drifters that build dope shit. It's like, well, people aren't focusing on that and they don't see that. Like, you're not going to make any progress when you're like going with the flow. It kind of felt like. So I changed my perspective on it. That being said, I do think it would be fun to go back to SEMA, look at cars and have Gerard critique cars. The other thing I was going to ask you guys about, I don't know if this has legs or not, but we've kind of touched on it a few times. 
and it's it's vlogs it's like automotive vlog find it very interesting that they exist but i don't know a lot of car guys like a lot of my car friends don't follow a ton of automotive vlogs with the exception of gerard you watch a few of them yeah and i was trying to like piece this together so that there's these automotive vlogs that exist and they're quite popular like we have you know there's a a a bmxer who became a drifter who now is a professional drifter but i don't know that became a a youtuber that now is yes that's yeah, Adam LZ, everyone knows. Uh, but mm-hmm. it's funny whenever I hear people talk about Adam LZ, car guys will never really cop to watching it. They're like, yeah, I've like checked out a few, like one or two videos, but like it's not really for me. Like, and it's this weird. Yeah, I hear that. That weird stigma. And then I watch it. You watch it? Do you watch all of them? I don't watch all of them just simply because I don't have time. But like, I mean, like almost all the episodes are good, man. I mean, every episode that I do watch, I mean, even my wife likes watching Animal Z. It's pretty dope, really? actually. Yeah. So that's good. Kevin, what do you watch? Yeah, I don't know. I watch How to like, Start a Fire. <laughs> yeah, How to Start a Fire. Uh, <laughs> I watch paint, paint drying videos, grass growing, uh, shadows uh, getting longer. Shadows no. getting longer. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, man, it's a good one. Shadows getting longer. <laughs> Shadows getting longer sounds like a sweet line to a song. Also, uh, how to start sounds like a, fire. a sweet title. Yeah. Uh, how to start a fire. Here's a pro tip. Uh, you can't start a fire without a spark. That's uh, okay. Bruce Springsteen dancing in the dark. All right, Dad. Thanks. I love Bruce. Um, Thanks, Dad. I saw him in concert. It was magical. Uh, all right. So Kevin watches no automotive vlogs. No, he didn't, yeah, I, didn't, I didn't let him finish. I just interrupted him rudely with some he shit. He was not going in a direction where it was going to be like he was going to pull out a dinger and be like, oh, but I also watch all of Hoonigan's videos. Like, I watch some of Hoonigan's videos. I, I much prefer, prefer the Hoonigan media to Donut Media. Uh, okay. I watch basically all the Noriaro videos. And then, yeah, I feel like I just like by association kind of know what's going on from gerard watching and talking about everything all the time yeah gerard just talks at his computer i've been at the serial nine office for about three weeks now and i have noticed that gerard just talks about whatever he wants and hopes that someone <laughs> catches wind yeah hopes, uh, like whether anyone's listening to him or not yeah uh, Gerard's having a conversation yeah yeah uh, Great. Nariaro is, did I say that right? I've said yeah, Nariaro. Alexi. Yeah, Alexi is, seems to be the, the exception. And also on the day that we're doing this podcast is the day that he just released his video of his uh, 100 has burnt to the ground. Yep. And the whole, the entirety of the car community on my social media seems to be very like choked up about it. And that's a very mm-hmm. nice thing that happens when, someone ruins their car it's a funny thing because gerard isn't like one of the most commented on and engaged photo you have is like your wrecked aristo yeah it is absolutely yeah and it's like when it's like tragedy strike it always takes tragedy for people to tell you how much something meant to them i guess yeah honestly like i didn't know yeah i didn't know that many people even gave a shit about my car at all but like when they when they saw the smashed up photo of it they're like yo like so sorry i love that car build was sick it was an inspiration this and that and it's like oh well i didn't know that at all (laughs) thanks yeah 
wonder what your funeral will be like. Yeah, That's what I mean, I honestly, yeah, I like... always, it's funny because my wife and I talk about it all the time. I was always, I always am like, yeah, I wonder what people would say at my funeral, this and that. She's like, how do you think about that so much? I'm like, I don't know, man. Like, I want to know who, like, who's going to be there, like what they're going to say about me. Like, I don't know. Like, yeah, holy. me too. Me too. But I was, I was, I was going to say was, yeah, like that when I made that little video of like, the Celsius driving it around when after it got all wrecked, like same thing, it was just like a massive, massive outpouring. Cause I don't know, people, people know, you know, they like, they like, Oh, started following you cause of that car. And then maybe you have yeah. a different car. And like all of a sudden it's like, Oh man, like that's, that's why I know you, you know? Anyway, back to the blogs. <laughs> um, yeah. I just, I think it's uh, an interesting thing. So Alexi, Seems to be the exception to the rule. Like every car guy can like Alexi. Adam LZ, 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 LZ. LZ. I'll say LZ because I'm Canadian. I mean, not everybody likes Alexi. No. No, I know yeah. some people that don't like I Alexi. think people probably shut their mouth if they don't. I feel like, I don't know. I haven't seen anyone like outright criticize. I've never heard anyone outright criticize either. Whereas I've heard people, because Adam LZ started kind of like, neandering into our world a bit right because like he went to um super d in mm-hmm. the midwest mm-hmm. and like simba drove against him and you say meandering or neandering i don't know what it sounded like you said it's, neandering. it's meandering. meandering yeah it's yeah, like yeah, neanderthal oh he's neanderthal's right <laughs> it'd be in there. sweet to drive with that mlz man i mean i fucking would suck but whatever he's a yeah. pretty good driver well, no, he is, and I, I get it. I also understood why Gerard would be into it as soon as I started watching it. I was just, I guess, trying to figure out, like, when Hoonigan started out, they weren't greeted with open arms by the automotive community. Is that kind of fair to say? I don't think anyone starting out is greeted with open arms normally. No. And I feel like maybe maybe the only reason Alexi got a pass is because he was maybe doing it before anyone else. Whether whether it was as popular or not, like he he's well, been that, vlogging I mean. literally like, since like 2007 or something. You know what I mean? Right. Well, he wrote magazine articles and like yeah, like he's always been in car media. So that's where I feel that like you can't. His grandfather did. He, he it's like I was doing this shit 20 years ago. Like how are you gonna talk shit sort of thing? You know. Right. Like, but also, yeah. I mean, Adam LZ has been making videos since shit. I can't remember, man. Like 2013, like how, I think. How to do a bar spin? Like I yeah. watched that video. He was like. 12 years old i don't know how old he was but he was young as fuck like stuff like that you know what i mean so he's been like as far as like a youtuber he's definitely grandfather did yeah but not in the car scene because he did and i thought about this so i hadn't watched a lot of his videos and i went and watched some of them and then i and i went back i watched the how to do a bar spin which i don't need to know how to do a bar spin but i watched it he was definitely a youtuber he did that but he didn't get into like he started out with BMWs, it looked like, and mm-hmm. then around 2015 or 16, I think he got an S13, mm-hmm. and then there became the shift where he's like, "I'm going to try drifting now." Yeah, I never paid any ten- attention to Adam LZ because I guess I'm as guilty as every other car guy who's just kind of like, "I was here first, and what are you going to tell me?" <laughs> Yeah. Which is a shitty thing, but then even when I watched it, I was like, yeah, in 2016, I probably didn't want to listen to someone explain an S13 to me. I had already had that car, driven it, and decided I was moving on to my next project. Yeah. 
there wasn't like a fountain of knowledge that I could bask in or drink from. It was just kind of like, all right, like maybe you'll be right. Maybe you'll be wrong. And now this dude is super successful and drifting. And it's well, it's not like, only that, man. I mean, the, the drifting I think is, is come second. Like he's super successful in his, you know, YouTube career or, or his career within that realm. You know what I mean? Like that's, that I think is, is good. And, you know, the drifting, I feel like he just YouTubes about his life and he just really likes whatever BMXing cars drifting. And then now it's like literally like literally living everyone's dream, but just filming it. And it's like, it's how can that not be sick? You know what I mean? Like, but I wonder if that's what jades people a bit is like, he's because they're jealous, man. Yeah. And that's what I kind of think that's a little bit it really like that compound, I think was like two or 3 million. Like, you were looking at two or three million dollar houses right now, and it's like I could buy an entire I don't know how many acre compound for that. Like that's so sick. But like, yeah, yeah people are probably like, there. people are probably like, yeah, like fuck that. Like oh, like he's got this huge compound and he's got a dyno and he's got like fifteen cars and he's like, you know, makes millions of dollars off YouTube. Like fuck him. You know what I mean? It's like, well, yeah, not really, right? Like why? Why? Like what's wrong with that? I guess that's what I'm trying to figure out. Why is I it? I mean, you can, you can hate on anyone if you really want to, though. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. But why? <laughs> but why? Yeah. I kind of agree with what, like, Ryan said, though, too. It's just like, all right, well, if you hear this, like, new guy, yeah. like, coming to the scene and you've been doing it for 10 years, like, it's like, you don't really have a lot of reason to watch this guy's video of, like, like Ryan said, he's explaining to something to you that you've you've done for 15 years. But, like, maybe now, maybe there is much more to it you know yeah but i like i don't know, even that video where they're doing like the subframe bushings on the 100 it's like i don't know they like go to the shop like they're putting them in like then they go drive around they go for dinner um, yeah anyways and then he works on his car some more and then what i know and then the video is over it's like i, I like i guess it's it's content but it's like it's not yeah. the content where you like to you want to know how to put the subframe bushings in or or yeah i, I don't know it's, i yeah or like yeah, teach me something or like, like, yeah, I don't know. It's just like, tell me what the, the difference was. The, vlog, the vlogging, the vlogging things. I'm not such a huge fan of, I find. I, yeah, because it's just like, hey, look at me. I'm, I'm doing this now. Look at me, this project car. Look at me that like. Yeah, like I've tried to watch some Rad Dan videos. And it's, it's like, he's just walking around and he's like, okay, now I'm going to go do this on the car. And then like. Yeah, I don't know. I just I don't prefer the vlogging style of videos. I guess because of the narrative, the informational style. Yeah, or like where you're, even if the person's filming and talking about it, but not filming their face talking to the camera. (laughs) And I think this is my. uh, I'm actually with Kevin, and this was my original thought. Was like I've always been more keen on the content creators that do like crazy edits. You know, like that film and then edit like, pre- like show Casey me something nice dad type shit no like will rogie type shit <laughs> like oh like, but that's like fun. smile factory yeah uh, yeah smile like, factory is crazy yeah yeah smile factory is great that's some like crazy original content i like shit like that where it's like someone's but he doesn't make content. a video every day he doesn't make a no and i days. get it but then i wonder it's like because it's not the style of content that Kevin and I might engage in and Kevin and I would also engage in with separate types of content I think is fair to say but yeah I I always think like when I originally watched those I was like well the production value like 
why would I watch this when I can watch a dude like shoot a drift video on like a red cam and then edit it and make it like crazy and have that type of like the artistic endeavor of it. And then I'm like, oh, like Kevin said, I'm just going to watch a guy walk around and then have dinner. And then like maybe he builds but a also, car. Also like, man, maybe you're just not the demographic for those videos, right? Like, yeah. Because like yeah. dude makes a video every day or every two days or whatever it may be. Like people watch those videos. Like that's what they do. They come home from like school or work yeah, or whatever. No, they're like 75,000 views in 24 hours, I swear. Like, yeah, yeah, it's wild. Uh, you know, and I think that is it. And like that Noriaro video is 17 hours old and has 217,000 views. Yeah. So nearly a quarter of a million views in just over 12 hours. Yeah. I think that's probably not a normal thing for his. No, I, I, I agree. I agree. But still like unbelievable nonetheless. And I mean, that's the thing too, man. Like with Adam LZ's videos, it's like, he's creating content like general. It's not like, like if he created content on all his shit, like, oh, how to put a bar a motor into a into a Mustang, like, you know what I mean? How to put a sequential transmission on a bar a motor, like how to build a drift S15, like, you know what I mean? There's just so much stuff that like, you're just kind of getting the gist of it. And it's, there's, you know, there's this car and that car and this project and that project and like, right. This so compound, and you know what I mean? Like, so is, are you saying that it's he's kind of just like giving you like just the hits? Like, it's like, like, in a no, way, I mean, he's he's creating original content. I just don't think like because it's not a tutorial, then like, I'm not learning yeah, how not. to build a car. He'll just tell you, like, hey, I put these three parts in the car. Now we're going to, yeah, like, watch me shred. Yeah, let's talk about supercar blondie. Well, oh, I mean, I was, okay, yeah, I want to <laughs> bring something up. And then what about, what about the case okay, so the channels that I don't really enjoy? It's like the channels that just have like the like look at me content. Like, I mean, there's like Whistling Diesel, there's that Haggard Garage and like a bunch of other those ones where they just kind of like fuck shit up. And I guess it's like kind of sick in a way that's like a like a wow factor or whatever. Like Whistling Diesel builds some crazy stuff for sure. But it's like he also does a bunch of like pretty crazy stuff that is like a lot of people really hate on, which probably gets him a bunch of views, but it's like it's all like a it's feedback very, cycle of like destruction and like almost cringe a bit. Yeah, yeah. It's like what yeah, and it's stuff. very sort of like what's the word like embellished, you know what Dramatic, I mean? I over the top. Yeah, yeah. But it is funny. And I mean, like it does have its place. Uh, it's just not what I prefer, right? But yeah, and also, yeah, I mean, I like Noriara's videos for sure. They're very like, what's the word? Like, I don't know, natural. They're definitely not. Yeah. They're not very frequent, which I kind of wish he would be more frequent. You know what I mean? Right. Um, well, he did say he like quit work to do this full time, like just before this whole incident happened. And yeah. that's that's he was supposed to be like he was like, Yeah, I'm gonna be releasing videos way more often. But like I agree, like they are few and far between, and it's not like a consistent thing. It's not like you're like, okay, like it's the second Tuesday, like here's the Noriaro mm-hmm. video. It's just kind of like, oh hey guys, I released a video. And it is very just like a, like a small, you know, it's like usually 15, 20 minutes long. It's like, Hey, I went to this event. Here's this. I, I hit up this car show, check this out. Here's some K drifting. Like, yeah. you know, I, I dropped my car off at this body shop or I stopped to talk to this girl, you know, here's the R's meeting. You know, it's like, it's pretty, it's pretty like hit, 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 blah, blah, blah. Like done. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Um, yeah. And I mean, there's dudes like Milky Diamonds uh summit like you're saying right like dudes in japan yeah. that, like basically those are very driving 
I mean, Milky Diamond is a very, very driving oriented channel and like, you know, salmon heavy on the driving and like building and driving and like just Japan sort of stuff, which is really cool. I definitely I think watch salmon. I watched one video and I don't even remember who it was by. And this is what kind of like got me on this. It was, it was like a dude in Japan. I'm like, I'm going to watch a vlog from a guy in Japan going to a car meet. And then, so he did his vlog style where it felt like there was just a camera strapped to his head. Maybe not. I don't know. And then he was like, oh, there's this other vlogger doing the exact same thing. And I was like, man, there's a whole world of like vloggers out there that I'm not aware of, but there's this market for automotive people. And it feels like, especially in Japan to like, just go to a Jap, like a Japan car meet, walk around and point at the cars that look kind of like look cool or, or wild or rare or crazy. And I was just like, it kind of blew me away. And then I thought like, I wasn't super keen on it because I felt like I wanted to experience that myself if I ever went. And I didn't know if like someone else walking around doing it for me quite hit the the same notes, but. I was going to say like, I'm not trying to talk shit on anything, but it feels like a, just like a, a different branch of the same tree of what you do though. It's yeah, like, no, you're right. Like, you know, like for you, it's about getting the angle and the lighting and the exposure and the shutter mm-hmm. speed. And like for them, it's about like, like the car, the car and talking to yeah. the person and yeah. like yeah. filming everything you everything you do so that you have enough content to, to be doing this. I'm sure it's like equally as much work, just different work. And, and right. realistically, man, like the, the word content itself is kind of like, like, what the fuck is content? Content literally is content. It could be Any, fucking anything, anything, man. The, you can be like yo like hey did you know that this fucking type of beetle like molts and does this weird thing and like once he once one day a year it you know it turns green and like some dudes filming a beetle turn green for one day and like i don't know 20 people or 2,000 or 20,000 people are like super stoked on this beetle took me a while to understand that you weren't talking about a volkswagen no (laughs) i mean like a real beetle like yeah no i got it (laughs) You know what I mean? Or like it molted, bro. It molted. How to cut a hole in your drywall to route cables. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's millions of videos. That's content. And like for us or for the people watching these videos, like like Adam LZ, they want to see all of his cars. They want to see him drifting, this and that. For Samet, they want to see him do these reverse entries. They want to see Yashio Factory. They want to see, they want to see, you know, like him compete or whatever. And Milky Diamonds, they want to hear him like yelling and being all stoked on doing a reverse entry or whatever, whatever it may be. And, and they yeah. want to see like this dude blow up a four by four or drive through the mud. I don't know, whatever, but like it's I, literally anything, man. And like I will admit that when I was like looking into Adam LZ, I went down a rabbit hole and I felt like I got very invested very quickly in everything. Yeah. And I was like, what happened to his girlfriend? Did they get married? And then I was like Googling it. I was like, they got married and they got divorced. And like, what happened? And I was like, I need to stop. Like I'm going <laughs> overboard into this. And uh, so I do get it. Stalker. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> I, I, and I don't hate on any of these things, but some I, of the shit's cool. Like driving to driving to McDonald's in a formula D car on the street with a sequential gearbox. Like, I want to know what that's like. You know what I mean? That's sick. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So Anyways. here's a here's a fun one. Kevin said you, Kevin, you said you are not as keen on donut media. Yeah. 
Gerard, where do you land on donut? I mean, I don't really know the the difference. I I, I like. I don't know who's who or what's what. I mean, I watch, <laughs> I watch Hoonigan videos. I guess the is that that's the burnout and the drifting one, and like with Hurt and like all those guys. Uh, Donut is like what the the like info videos about like hey all they about an S and JZX ninety. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean those are kind of more produced. I wouldn't really say those are like vlog style or anything. Those no. are just like a different type of video. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I watch both of them, man. I mean. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people were like, oh, there's misinformation and this and that. I mean, definitely there's some stuff that's good. There's some stuff that's bad. But, like, overall, man, if you don't know a single thing about a JZX90 or 100, like, you could probably watch that video, take it with a grain of salt and do your own research. Like, it's not like they stabbed you in the heart because, you know, like, I don't know what I'm trying to say. But, like, basically, like, just take everything with a grain of salt. There's not a single video that's, like, the be-all, end-all, right? Like, yeah. Oh, man, Drift Bible. Yeah, I mean, there's 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 stupid shit in every video, right? Like, yeah, like I made an ultimate CD009 into IS video, and it's like, is that the fucking best video? I mean, I don't know, but like, we definitely have a lot of experience doing that stuff, and like, other it is people. The best video. It's the ultimate video, I believe. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, the hammers are edited to the beat. So. Yeah. That's how you know Gerard's edited a thing. It's like, this is what I care about. Hammers on the beat. Gerard had me watch that, and he's like, did you did you get it? Did you see the hammers on the beat? And I'm like, yeah. It's pretty yeah. cool, right? It's like, yeah, Gerard. Um, so, but I, I feel like I'll take flack then, too, because I know that uh, Donut doesn't it seems like donuts not as well liked like i don't understand why but like i definitely went through a phase i think it's the hosts yeah but also like aren't don't they like take other people's media and not credit them isn't that why they took alexi well i I think they were disliked even not disliked but called out called out for like they took alexi's media without like crediting them i've seen them take other people's media and sometimes people are like just fucking jazz to have their content be in another person's video. Yeah. Uh, even though they But I mean, if they're, it. if, yeah, if they're spreading wrong information and then using your shit, so making you look. You or know. if, like, well, they're, if you're a media person, theater, like, you know what I mean? They're taking your YouTube content to make their YouTube content. Then, yeah. which gets more views and then creates income yeah. for them. And then it's, it's like, I guess. I mean, people re upload videos like that all the time or they yeah. film like reaction to. So when yeah, you try to find so something, yeah, those fuckers. There was no, one I was following. I was following this one dude for a little while. I can't. I don't know who he is. He's a says he's a professional drifter. I don't know. Uh, and a lot of it was like reaction to videos, like my reaction to this. And it's like I watched a few of them. I was kind of like, do people watch this stuff? Like, I, I think some I, people do, but. Like, I, I want to do a reaction to video, like Gerard's reaction to SEMA, like Gerard's reaction to like, well, the, We've already had the Gerard funny, video right? for SEMA. It's Gerard commenting on all the vehicles. Yeah, I mean, maybe pretty... you couldn't do it at, it would be funny to watch you do it at SEMA, like, but maybe you couldn't do it at SEMA because like some of the builder of the car might hear you. With your yeah, car. but I mean, you'd have to just put on your, put on your iron suit and be like, look, man, I'm just going to, Say my mind and what yeah, like I'm gonna do what I do. Uh, yeah, I do think, and it's funny because now that I've watched those, it's like I probably would watch a vlog of you and Kevin doing stuff. Yeah, but 
that's probably because of my own personal bias. Like I think you two are funny, but I don't know if <laughs> I mean that's part of it too, man. Some 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 vloggers or some YouTubers unfortunately just aren't very personable. You know what I mean? Right. But and, and I mean sometimes it gets time. you but sometimes the sometimes the content uh makes up for that or sometimes the the frequency of the videos makes up for that. And then you just be kind of you kind of just become sort of like like accustomed to them it's like a friend like yeah. maybe you meet this dude and he's kind of like gnarly looking and like like super annoying and you're kind of like oh, i don't know i don't really like this guy but then but then he's like really nice and like has cool you know cool cars or like he's always doing nice things for you or something so you're kind of like oh like he's like a are, friend you know what i mean are you describing <laughs> me underhandedly no, I just mean <laughs> <laughs> no i just mean generally that would be a situation where like you know because on YouTube you are in the camera, like you know. Yeah, what I mean? yeah, yeah. So it's I, like there's. I, I mean, won't the, name yeah, names. The more, the more you watch, like you definitely like feel like a little bit of like family because like you're you're looking at the person, you're hearing them talk, you're like listening yeah. to their opinions all the time, you know. Right. Yeah. I, and like, so I should say this as whatever. I'm I'm not actually trying to criticize any of these people because that would be very much the pot calling the kettle black because like we have a podcast of us just talking about shit. Yeah. It's probably like exactly 60 some hours of us talking at this point <laughs> <Yeah>. on the <laughs> internet about nothing. So like, I'm not mad at anyone. I'm just, I was, I guess, trying to understand the, <laughs> the, the car guy reaction to videos, like to newcomers to the arena, how we react when people show up in our space, especially like, I mean, there's definitely a bunch of shit about that, like about the like the JDM space and like people were choked because this person was like infringing on that scene and this person was infringing on that scene. And like, there's definitely a bunch of shit about that. You know what I mean? I've seen like four videos recently about like JZX pricing, what you need to know. Yeah. It's like, yeah. We did that podcast months ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, people got choked because one guy made a video about like, oh, you could just buy a GX car and like swap it and stuff. And was and his it's name like, Gerard? It, no, no, no. <laughs> I think I think it was actually a Samit video. But like, if you didn't fucking know that to start with, and like maybe you don't know what's involved in doing those swaps, like, yeah, like I don't know what to tell you, man. Like, you know, you could buy a fucking Miata and put a put a v12 in it if you want like, I, yeah like there's so many reasons for someone to get upset that like they yeah, feel like you're yeah. giving out information that they had like to struggle to learn and like yeah they, you know so like, gatekeeping a little bit <laughs> yeah, yeah i guess sure. so yeah early on when people would talk about hoonigan like they weren't very kind about hoonigan i felt and I, it feels like hoonigan definitely like worked their way into the to the hearts of of car guys to some degree well that's that's literally it i mean that's one thing i want to say about youtube is like there's staying power man like anybody can be a youtuber for a day for a week maybe even for a month maybe even for a year anybody can be a youtuber for a year but like to be a consistent youtuber for five years for 10 years and to create remotely exciting content and like like you got to be working man like you know how hard it is to fucking edit a video, right? Mm -hmm. Like, you know what I mean? And you're making one a day? Like, fuck, man, you got to get the content. You got to get the footage. You got to get the, 
the fucking, you know, you got to do the editing and then you got to upload that. And then you got to figure out what you can do the next day. Can you yeah. imagine doing that? Every day? I couldn't even imagine, dude. That's probably like an extremely hard job, no matter what the fuck your content is. And the consistency. And that's what all these people that are very successful have in common is the consistency to do what they do, but it requires teams to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and I totally get that. Like Gerard, you and I have been working on a video for like what feels like two to three weeks. Yeah. And you know, they're like, that wasn't the initial plan of what we were going to do, but no. that's just what happened. And, and, and in the grand scale, scale of things, I, I don't even think the video's like that great. Like, I mean, right. it is what it is. Like it's what we have, but it's yeah. definitely not a two or three week long. No, I, I, video, yeah, you know, like, that's exactly <laughs> it. It was just like, well, okay. Uh, yeah. I, when we were when we were at final bout hurt was on the phone to someone at hoonigan and he was like talking about the things that they had shot on the drive out and how like the, they would be able to layer them into this video to tell a story and then they like you know then i could from what i could grasp they were like all right well you need to like get these shots that you didn't get on the yeah. way out we need that you you'd have to get them while the cars are in the trailer on the way back sort of thing you know like yeah to to complete the storyboard of scenes that we there's a vision there that needs to be like connected yeah and uh, it's like the, the the story and the vision are already set out before yeah and yeah it is just a funny thing i guess it's there was a, it seemed like at one point there was shame attached to if you were like kind of like a fan of some of these youtube pages and some of them have slowly like dragged That's a thing. i feel like maybe like the hoonigan hate was like like back when like they were selling hoonigan stuff at at zoomies at the mall because of ken block and stuff i you know what i kind of and i i'll attest to this i'll say this it was that to me as a guy and it's not at all the same and i understand that but as a guy who ran a media site and kind of like couldn't really connect the dots you watched it was like you watched someone enter the game halfway through and do it way better than you kind of mm-hmm. it would almost be like you were playing a video game at an arcade and then you're halfway through the game and then someone walked up and had just a fucking roll of quarters and they're like i can't lose and they just pumped them into the machine joined your game and kept playing and then did it better than you and then made it. It just kind of felt like the same thing. It was like, but that's the thing. There's always someone better than you. man. Yeah. Yeah. And that is it, but that's a hard lesson to learn in the car <laughs> scene because it is ego driven, right? There is always somebody better than you. There is somebody that's always going to have a better build than you in another place. Or, you know, I mean, if I could hearken back to the beginning of this podcast of what we cannot use, it's a little bit of that sense of that, like the ego gets in the way and, you know, other people are probably thought like with Hoonigan, it was like, it seemingly came out of nowhere, made a big splash and then continued to make a big splash. Uh-huh. But it was like everyone else in the scene at that time seemed like they were, they were fighting and then someone like swooped in and was very successful. And I think there's a lot of that could have been me if, all these dots connected even though i mean shit it could have been me i I was making youtube videos in 2006 7 8 and i like you know what i mean but like i didn't keep with it i didn't i thought it was rad we used to love doing it it was like hilarious um but then we just stopped doing it you know i I wasn't friends with that dude anymore we stopped kind of doing that shit i got more serious about the business like but yeah like 
could have been anyone, man. Could have been you, could have been me, could have been Kevin, could have been could be Dominic, who knows, right? Yeah. Well, that's exactly it. Uh and so I do feel like we do as car guys, I maybe it is just like a territorial thing. It's like when someone enters the scene and does it better. But I, that's the thing is I'm always kind of stoked for most of those guys. As far as the vloggers, like I don't really, I don't really like totally hate any of them or like not hate, but like dislike, I guess, if you will. <clears throat> right. Um, yeah. I just probably won't watch them if I don't like them. Right. But like, yeah. 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 Exactly. And none of them, none of them are like, vote. Yeah, none of them are like pissing me off. They're like, Oh, like entering my space and talking about this shit that like, I know more about, I mean, maybe there is going to be somebody, you know what I mean? But I know what I know. And I, you know, I have the experience that I have. And, and so what happens is some like new guy started coming out and basically like stepping on all the toes of everything that you're trying to do, but just like got further faster and all of a sudden took over and was like, was everything serial nine, which wanted to be, how would you feel about that? I mean, as serial nine goes or as like a vlogger goes, uh i mean i guess he would be vlogging about his aftermarket car parts company but i mean that's the thing i'm not a vlogger man so i can't i mean that's no but like i can't you're I can't almost be a like, vlogger i can't be like yo fuck if that you just guy, turn the just... camera on you're vlogging because you're talking all day anyway yeah i should do that <laughs> you know what I, mean? like, I, I think the question goes either way it's like is it a vlogger or if anyone came in and was doing what you were doing and then did it better faster and delivered on it would you be that's entirely possible man you know what i mean and and i i can't really be mad at that like i'm doing my best this is all i got you know what i mean like there's obviously things there's a that way i could more polished answer than what you gave us at the beginning of this podcast probably the reason why that chaps me so much is i can't build my dream i never could and i, and I would love to do that i'd love to have the money like I was saying, I was saying basically, yeah, at the beginning of the episode, like the most balled out car that we've built is my fucking blit in the stage. But like I said, I'm still looking for used seats. I'm still, you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm not, I'm not buying a fucking OS LSD. Yeah. And I'm sure if you worked on that stage for years, it's going to be that vision. Would it look like a Porsche Taycan? Because I feel like that's the only way it's going to put a <laughs> smile on Gerard's face. I don't, know. I don't know, man. It is, it is what it is. It's just, it, it's, there's more to it. There's more to it than what, what you know what I mean? Like, yeah, there's nuances with why you know what I mean. But like, like car scene is a weird place for egos, is I think is what I'm, is what you're the really getting at is. that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a super, like, uh, Kevin said it in an earlier episode where it's like, you go to, the car meets always get ruined kind of because of egos. It's all these different crews show up and everybody has, like, every crew has, like, one big dick swinger. And what yeah. happens when one, the other crew's big dick swinger needs to, like, it becomes like a yeah. battle of the alphas. And I think that just continues out into like the social media sphere of of cars is like that's what cm is it's the ultimate battle of the alpha it's the <laughs> yeah ultimate, man like I it's think the ultimate it's dick true. measuring contest it uh, for sure is i think i mean there's people I, that, I mean that's that's the thing is if you're pulling out if you're pulling out 100 percent of your dick and that's all the dick you got then sure that's cool but like if you're pulling out you know what i mean like <laughs> you're pulling out 80 percent dick you aren't competing on a fucking level stage I don't so what happens know when your what 80% means. is already bigger. Yeah. Yeah. I, don't, <laughs> I remember I going to SEMA 
when we went, there was guys there that would build With really big dicks. <laughs> yeah, no, they would build business plans around their car. So like, not the like they'd be like, I'm getting this car built, and this is my proposal. So much like you would say for a sponsorship proposal, what you That's guys exactly how it is would yeah. have done. But it was just based around a car, not driving, not going to events. I know. It's the existence of a car. And it's yeah. like, so if I spend this money like on this car, the return on investment should be this much. Do you want to be a part of this? And then they would launch like a merchandise line based off of their car. I don't think that it, those things necessarily went anywhere, but it definitely seemed like people were kind of trying to be the next night runner, I guess, without going with while going to SEMA because Reggie never and had to go to SEMA. I guess that's the thing, like as a car builder and as a car owner, like vision designer, if you will, or whatever you want to fuck call it, like. I get stoked on cars that people build. I don't really get stoked on cars that people buy. Like, yeah, it's built, but you still bought it. Like you did build, not that you had to weld everything or do, you know what I mean? Like you don't have to like hundred percent build the car, but like, it's kind of sick when the dude who actually thought the car up built the car or at least the majority of it. You know what I mean? Because, like, yeah, you could be like, oh, I, mean, my I think vision. we can all appreciate that for sure. Sure. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I, to a degree, fine. I'll be the devil's advocate and say, like, <laughs> <laughs> if someone cares that much about a car to work the amount of hours or do whatever and put the money into a car and have it built to their vision and they didn't lift a finger, fine. Like, if they want to pay someone to do the work, I mean, if I was a had a, I don't even know how much money it would take, but if, I was going to say millionaire. But if I was, a, and then I was going to say gajillionaire, like that was a real number. Uh, if I was a millionaire, sure, I would just be like someone else build my car to my vision. And I don't know if that takes away from it. Like, I think if you just came to someone and were like, build me a clout car, then mm-hmm. you, yeah, that's probably a bit of an issue. But if you're like, hey, I want to build, uh a drift spec whatever car this is what i kind of wanted to look like make it happen whatever it takes i have a good example for you okay altamaniac right you know what the altamaniac is i only know animaniacs from warner brothers altamaniac is chris (laughs) forsberg's new like altima tube frame the most ridiculous drift car on the planet it's actually super super sick it's like insane and like yeah i don't know if chris forsberg how much he physically did on that car but in my opinion that's chris forsberg's car i give him all the credit because that's like that thing is fucking crazy and like if he thought that up and had his hand in like manipulating that plan into fruition that's pretty crazy and 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 like i feel like that type of fabrication and that level of car is probably far beyond most normal people's scope of building However, that car is. I feel that like both him and Turk, though, they're like both professional drivers that like go around the globe driving cars. Yeah. So they have they have many fingers in many exactly race exactly. pies it's, already. So it's not yeah. Crazy. It's it's not so out of left field for these guys to be able to build these like like eleven out of ten like cars. Yeah. 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 yeah for sure. I'm also gonna put this there. There's a bit of a you said 
I don't know how much he had to do with it or not. As far as the actual fabrication. Fabrication. So then like there's a bit of sense of like ignorance is bliss. And then you can attribute the car to Forsberg or Turk as well. Well, I mean, what about that like like, dry carbon in the dry carbon R32? It's like maybe some like absolutely rich Japanese businessman went there and was just like, make me the absolute craziest car you ever could. And it's like, does that take away from that how crazy that car is? That like, yeah, but that's not one car. That's a car that you could buy. Anybody could buy that car. That's a garage active. They make yeah. all those parts. Yeah, exactly. So like, does that take away from it at all? Like, if you were to go and buy all those parts and build that exact car, it's no vision of a car. It's an exact cookie cutter replica. Like, it's. But still- I mean, for me, it's not that car. It's it's the fact that that car is their demo car, and that's like the that's that to me is like the garage active car. I don't know who fucking owns it, but like. That's the garage action demo car. uh, That's what I'm saying. It's like when you see a car of that caliber, it doesn't really matter who owns it or who like who put the wheels on versus the body kit versus like the fab work. It just all has to come together and like and and work, you know. But I mean that that whole thing was conceived by Garage Active, right? They made the carbon parts. They took the molds off the r32 they like cut the r32 up and like you know what i mean but maybe well, the I'm, person that what i'm saying the is like the person for the, it is just the person yeah important. like yeah well i'm just saying it's like before you were like well like they didn't really do any work on the car so like the car to me like it's a little bit less but it's like well when you see a car that's 11 out of 10 it doesn't really matter that like who did the work it's like it's still there all the work's been done it's the piece of art is finished it doesn't matter that they had like a master woodworker and a master metal worker to, to get the art done. Yeah. I, I mean, Gerard, what's your favorite movie of all time? I don't know, man. I haven't watched movies so long. I couldn't tell you, man. Damn it. I couldn't tell you. Frozen. Uh, huh? Frozen, yeah. Frozen. Yeah. Who, Gerard? Kevin, what's your favorite? Dead, movie? Dead Snow 2. Dead <laughs> you ever watch those? No. Have you watched those? No, they're 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 like but B horror movies. They're fucking hilarious. I'm still out <laughs> here trying to fucking find to- Toto's Mile. Toto's right Mile. That one to drop. Yeah. Um, Dropping yeah, soon. There's a there's a theory. So there's uh, I don't want to get too far into this, but there's like there's like the auteur theory, which means like the director of a movie is the artist of everything. But then some other people might argue that like no, that's not true. A film art is determined by everyone that worked on it, everyone that touched it. And that's like this, probably not as much of a popular way to look at it because everyone wants to think that one single person is held accountable for the vision of a film and the way that it's executed and they oversee everything. But that's really not how it is. You know, like a director does one job, uh, an editor does another job, a producer does another job, actors do a different job and everyone comes together and makes that film. It feels like Kevin's a proponent of that model of like, hey, when it comes to building cars, it's an everyone team. And Gerard, it feels like the perspective that you want to take is like the vision belongs to the car builder. And then I want to mastermind the mastermind. And then I want to say like the vision belongs to whoever brought it to the table. We're all coming at it from very different perspectives, but I do yeah. think that 
all of our perspectives are somewhat self-serving and like in the sense of self-preservation because Uh Gerard, you would see yourself as a mastermind. I don't see myself as a mastermind. I see myself as bringing something to the table and saying, I want a car that does this. And then Kevin is the the socialist of cars, I suppose. (laughs) Everyone puts in. I don't even know if that's true though, because with your little analogy, I kind of feel that like it is the director. Like sure, like, sure the bodywork guy and the wiring guy yeah. and like all they're all doing their job but it's still like if the bodywork isn't how the guy like the original dude wanted it then it's up to him to say something to to execute the vision that he had you know yeah but this goes a little bit deep but the yeah the 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 director may not be a great editor in the same way that the the vision guy might not be a great wiring guy yeah, yeah, exactly. his vision. Yeah, I mean that's just it, right? Like, and I, and I think what the what I was just trying to say was that like when you see a car where the vision is executed extremely well, you don't stop to think about like, well, did did the person who visionized this like do the wiring and like were they yeah. the one who did the cage? And it's like it, it doesn't matter when it's all done no. great when it all comes together. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, like I going back to the SEMA thing, I don't see the i see the personality behind the car so it's like if i see hertz car i'm like well that's hertz car and that's his vision so maybe yeah, that's, exactly but, but exactly. i don't that's know, you know when, i don't know how much how much wrench time he put in on his sema builds or maybe we can ask him someday but um you know i i guess i'm just saying it's like yeah i see the the people behind the car so i do kind of agree with you it's like yeah, that's a Forsberg car. But in the same token, it's like when Mark Arsenal unveiled his cars when he did the SEMA thing, I was like, well, that's Mark Arsenal's car. Like, that's his. That's a fat lace car. I wasn't like, oh, it's yada, yada, yada. You know, like, it was... The, I guess if it's like a company and shit, too, it's like, I mean, if I build a car, it's probably not going to be like, oh, that's a Gerard car. It's like, that's a Serial 9 car. Like, if Kevin, like, Kevin, you know, Kevin's car is very different than my car. But somehow it's still a serial nine car. But like, I mean, that vision is all Kevin. You know what I mean? Yeah, they're both serial nine cars. That's a com- those are both company cars. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, also, I guess this is kind of interesting. It's like, well, when you like, yeah, when you see these cars and it's like, oh, it's sponsored by Toyo Tires and Coil Rads and Garrett yeah. Turbo and it's sponsored by ECU Master and it's sponsored yeah. by Rotoform and it's sponsored by Radium and, you know, yeah. all this stuff. And it's like, okay, you know, like, it takes all those components to build that car. All those companies probably helped out a bit, but they didn't build that car for that person. Like that person still had to execute the vision. And like, I don't now think of it as a, a socialist car with all of these companies. (laughs) I still think of it as the person who brought it to the show. You know, there's, there's one final bit of uh, of tourism theory where it's that the meaning lives with the audience. Uh-huh. So it's like whoever is perceiving the it, the perceiving artist then the becomes art. the perceive the person who perceives it, and maybe I butchered that, but same thing. So maybe maybe we're the artists when we just look at the cool car and we're like, yeah, that's good because we deem if it's good or not. I, I don't know. One thing I was gonna say when Kevin mentioned that sponsored by this, sponsored by that, shit. It's like uh, I don't know what it is about that. Like obviously I 
need sponsorship. Other people need sponsorship. Nobody really just spends all the money on all the shit all the time. But it's like when you see a car that's like, oh, sponsored by this and sponsored by that and sponsored by that. And it's like, you know how sponsorship works, man. You need a fucking radiator. You're going to you're going to talk to Mishimoto. You're going to talk to Koi. You're going to talk to CSR or whatever. Like you probably want this rad, but you'll probably take whatever fucking rad you'll get. And like, I kind of think that shit sucks. It's like, oh, like sponsored by BC. And it's like, BC sponsors fucking everybody, dude. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like maybe don't take just the shit that, that, that you get and like, like actually have some semblance of like, you know, what you actually care about in this car. And I'm not talking about SEMA cars here because most of the SEMA, I mean, there are obviously probably SEMA cars like this, but this is pretty common in just like the general car scene. It's like you, you go on some dude's Instagram and it's like, oh, proud partner of this company and that company and that company and this company. It's like, and we get that shit all the time. It's like, I need this part. Can you guys help me out? And then he's probably sending that same email to like every other person that makes that. I've, I've literally had sponsorship proposal emails come through yeah. and it has a different company name in it. Yeah. <laughs> like the four uh, times that I mentioned Serial 9, like one of the other times is the other company. And you're just yeah. like, I, I did send it back. I was like, hey, man, like next time you send a sponsorship proposal, like maybe like make sure it says the right company name in it, you know? Like, yeah. And it's like at that point, too, it's like you want to build a car so bad that like you don't even give a shit what's on it. What, like you parts just want are on it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, I'll take any wheels, like just whatever yeah. you can give me for cheap. Yo, who's going to sponsor me? Like, like company A, B, C, or D. It's like, what what's your fucking vision man i mean honestly honestly that would be an interesting build like just get whatever (laughs) car you would get whatever car you can get for whatever and then just just build it entirely with like the cheapest or sponsored parts that you can get so that like you don't have a vision it just comes together with whatever it comes yeah but it's a sliding scale because it's like the cloudier you are the better Sponsorship. Yeah, to- get, yeah, it's right? probably pretty easy for a cloud dude to get sponsors. You'd be like, yo, yeah. I'm gonna build the car and this is what I want to be. It's like, yeah, for sure. And you run in those circles. I mean, I mean well, that's a pretty funny concept. Let's totally do that. It's yeah. it'd still be a funny YouTube, yeah. Seriously. Yeah, there's our <laughs> new vlog. Uh we're in the game. We're in the yeah. running. Cloud sponsors. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know though. I guess on the other side of that, I wonder though. It's like if any sponsorship you can get, probably to the dude that get the dude that's trying to build that car or lady. I guess it doesn't have to be a guy. Uh, to the person trying to build that car, uh, maybe the flex for them is that it's sponsored. Like maybe it is that someone was willing to back them, and then they don't actually care. Like maybe it's. It's the sport of getting sponsored more than the part that you end up with. Oh, I was just going to say, like, I think, I think like with the social media component recently, there have like, there've been tons of brands that just sponsor like tons of people. Like, yeah, because sponsor means a lot of different things to a lot of different people. And if you're, if you're a company that is just willing to basically give 10% off your, your cost right away to everybody anyway, then if someone sends you an email and they're like, Hey, can I be sponsored? And then you're like, yeah, this is what you have to do. And we'll give you 10% off. Then like everyone's sponsored, you know? Yeah. Well, but then that's, but all those people probably, I don't, 
it's not like there's a sponsorship convention where everyone shows up and they're like, we're all, I mean, SEMA maybe, but uh, they don't. Yeah, like, basically SEMA. Yeah, they're not like a uh, sponsorship. Uh, In the day-to-day living, all those people exist in like separate spheres <laughs> and they get to be like, well, I was sponsored. And then I, I, I want to get sponsored a sim rig. That's what I want to get. Anyways, go on. You I mean, Ken, Ken Gushi got sponsored a sim rig. I know. Lever 2000, Porsche take cans, and Simmerings. Yeah. All this podcast is about the only things we care about. No, but Dude, I, I want my Sim rig to be like I'm sitting in a take can. That'd be sick. <laughs> Think that the people that get sponsored, that is their like, that is their their flex and their play, and they're probably fine with it. Because it takes a certain type of person. Anyway. get sponsored i feel no, like it goes like i feel like it goes out. back to like skating and like surfing and ex- like those extreme sports where you'd be like all right like i'm a sponsored rider or like yeah. you know like i have my own board or like whereas now it kind of just mean means something else you know like, you know what i'm gonna say though going back to the youtube and the blog things because, tell me more uh and i we said we wouldn't keep talking about adam but uh adam lz said that he was never a sponsored bmxer like initially yeah yeah yeah, and I thought like I was like, oh, that's really cool. He just keeps doing this, and then he's like, it's it's just it was such an interesting. Well, video. I'll tell you something cool that you may or may not care about, but Adam LZ bought our shifter, uh, almost anonymously, I guess, if you will. He just bought it off the site. The first shifter, the first shifter he ever bought off of us. We just like, oh, that's Adam LZ. Like, didn't didn't email us, didn't say shit, didn't do anything. Just bought the shifter straight off the site, and I was like, oh, that's cool. And then after that, he asked, hey, like, I'm you know, I'm doing this other car. Like, would you guys like help me out with the shifter? And we helped him out a bit. You know what I mean? And and to us, like that, as far as sponsorship, I mean, now that we're talking about sponsorships, which I mean, we had a whole episode about sponsorships, but like, yeah, like when people ask for shit, it's like you got to do some sort of work. You got to offer some sort of like loyalty or some sort of like, like you want this thing. This is the thought. And like, you want us to facilitate you getting it, but like just something to be said about people just kind of like willing to buy the shit, whether you sponsor them or not. You know what I mean? Honestly, the, like when Samet came to us too, Gerard was like, Hey, there's this guy, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, I don't know. And then Samet was just like, yeah, whatever. I'll buy it all anyway. Like, and then, uh, then the next time we were like, oh, totally. Like, you know, we'll we'll definitely work with you now. Like, because yeah. like he paid full price. He like showed all the stuff on video, like talked about it. Like, yeah, it, it was it was great. And then we definitely saw a return. And like, unfortunately, that is one thing. It's like all these all the people who probably like need sponsorship, if you will, uh, they're they're not they're not gonna get you any return. They're not making it to the shows. They're not, you know, like no, that's, it's, yeah, yeah. It's, un, it's unfortunate that like the the biggest people get the most sponsorships because. But I mean, in the same respect, show business, those, baby. Yep, in, exactly. in the same respect, that dude already bought that part. Yeah. You know what I mean? He spent his own money yeah. on that part, and then yeah, no, totally, and then it's, needed another one. It's show biz, <laughs> not show friends. You know, uh, yeah, hundred percent. <laughs> No, I get that. And I think that is cool. And I think that's a, like a pretty good takeaway for, but now the other part going back into the vlogging sphere of it is like probably the uptake of people that have taken up vlogging, not from our generation, but younger car generations has increased, I would imagine. And do you Absolutely. think, it, yeah. And it's probably as like seen as a means to an end to support 
to support what Gerard would call their drug addiction. But, uh, <laughs> and I guess that is probably it, right? Is because, like, you start telling people what you guys just said. It's like the return on investment isn't there if you're like, well, I'm going to put it on Instagram and oh, I'll put you in my stories. It's like, ah, well, I always get a kick out of it because I've been around you guys. I don't know if I can say this or not. After I tell it, you can tell me if I should take it out. Mm-hmm. Is that take it when out. people email you, it is with very good intentions, but they're emailing an Instagram account that has almost 30,000 followers. And they have less followers than the Instagram account that they're, <laughs> that they're messaging and being like, yo, you can you sponsor me? And it's like, when you guys say that and I'm sitting there tippy tapping on my laptop, I'm like, I don't understand what those people bring to the table. And that is the unfortunate part about it is just like, what is your reach? If it's going to be less, less than the company you're reaching out to, like, what is the benefit? And maybe that is why people want to get into vlogging. Now they see the other people that have done it and, Hey man, if you can make a living just filming what you're doing already, it seems yeah. like a no-brainer. It does seem like a ton of work, but yeah, I I, I totally. I mean, agree. so so is like going to an office for eight hours a day. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, 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 I guess it is. Like if you could just go do the shit you want to do for six hours a day, and then like edit for six hours a day, and my, now you're working four hours longer than you were before, but you're doing it for yourself, and you get to do what you love all day, then maybe it's not so bad. Yeah. I mean, I agree with you, but that's not the world I live in. So fuck ever. That's only yeah, because all, you don't but also, yeah, like, no, but maybe <laughs> that's not true. I literally it, no, took if you have weeks a, if you off have, work to come do that just for fun. But if you have like a mortgage and a kid, it's probably not easy to take a year off and be like, I'm going to try and make it as a yeah, it doesn't, full-time yeah. YouTuber. But if you're like a 12 year old kid, yeah, it's yeah. probably yeah. You just make the videos for fun, anyways. To make a video every day. Yeah, you know? yeah. But and I then you just happen to be really good at it when you're 20. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah exactly. I do think though that there was probably a barrier. There was like a time that was more lucrative to get in, and I don't know if we've passed that time or not. I would think we have, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I feel like um, it's definitely probably not the same as it was in the beginning, as far as. <laughs> monetization and stuff goes i mean everyone has a youtube channel whether or not it's good or whether or not they're youtubers i don't know but like it is gonna you know at some point become a lot more difficult or a lot more you know whatever it may be but yeah like it's like just just do it man do it and do your best or whatever and if that's gonna work for you that's gonna work for you you know what i mean if if but I, I do feel like it's kind of it's kind of almost a necessity these days too, like especially as a company. Like if you don't have a YouTube channel or if you don't have a way to connect with your audience, you're probably not gonna do so well. You know what I mean? <laughs> people want to see who the fuck you are. I bet you people listening to this podcast would be like, hey, if I could see these guys talking right now, it'd be sweet. You know what I mean? Yeah, like are. They maybe, put it on the YouTube comments. Co- comment in the YouTube, yeah. Well, that's what I <laughs> mean. Like, like if, no, that's if, a lot of work. I don't want to edit out they, all the. But you don't have stuff. to edit anything, man. We're just literally sitting here, and like, you know what I mean? If you cuts, it cuts. Like, yeah. Who cares what it looks up. like? People start asking what happens to all the cut footage and the cut content. Because let well, me tell we'll you, we'll make we'll I've make an episode with all the cut. It's footage. all cut. We'll all be camps. Well, not me and Kevin, just Gerard. <laughs> whatever buddy uh no my brother actually asked he was like if gerard goes down i'm going down on the ship 
Yeah. <laughs> um, my brother asked, he's like, would you ever uh, do like put out all the stuff that you've never said? I was like, nope, not a chance. <laughs> it doesn't. Dude, that would, no I way. think that'd be fucking hilarious. All right. Why aren't there more cool cars? Why aren't <laughs> they're all at SEMA? We're not there. <laughs> it's pretty funny that like that episode. Yeah, I guess like aired or whatever. And like, that is what it is. You know what I mean? That's what we talk about. That's how I feel. Like, but yeah, I guess like it is a pretty kind of like whatever aspect, if you will, of of like, yeah, sometimes some like even right now we're talking about other people's vlogs and other people's shit. It's like, it's just our opinion. You know what I mean? And it's like, if some people might like it, some people might not. And I guess that's why we're here. Yeah, yeah. You know? I don't think we've said anything super. I think it would be fucking hilarious though. If it, I remember back when I was younger, comedy was a lot different than today. Like fucking, you get Eddie Murphy raw on stage, and that shit is like raw. It's crazy, like the shit that they say and all. Yeah, you know, yeah, whatever. we all saw the Chappelle meme. Go on. Exactly right, and it's like today's day and age. There's so much shit you can't say. There's so much shit you can't talk about. And it's like, man, like stuff. Yeah, was we're not the ones good. to fight that battle. <laughs> I don't know. Whatever. Chappelle has a has the Mark Twain Award, so I think that's a different thing. Return to SEMA at some point, in some case, some form. Is that fair? Not yeah, fair. I think so. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Like, there's lots, there's lots you can do. There's uh, everyone should go at least once. I feel. Here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna build a crazy stage, and we're gonna get the stage at a SEMA. Yeah, in there you go. Booth. Yeah. All right. So there we go. You heard it here wants- first. If anyone wants to sponsor Gerard into next to SEMA, maybe like Tuli or Yak. Tuli Racks. Oh, yeah. It's a wagon. Like, it's a wagon, yeah. That would be pretty funny, though. It's like you got this like, ridiculous race car. You know what I mean? And it's got it's a, a Tuli like, Rack. Like a color, pa- color match Tuli Rack. Oh, God. The box. So bad. Yeah. So bad. Um, I'm, That's I perfectly SEMA, man. You know oh, what, though? It would be full of stickers. People could just... I was just going to say... Stickers. Okay, how about this? How about this? Okay. So, like... I was... <laughs> yeah. No, I was going to say, I could imagine a Tuli rack that had, like, an all of, like a huge Oliver print on it. Like, you know how, like, the... uh, Like, almost like the... Remember the... Okay, you know the 326 luggage? Where it's, like... It says, like, 326 on one side yeah. and, like, power on the other side. It was so big. The, the, the serial line on that was so big that, like, you couldn't read it in one shot. Or even you just couldn't read it all. It just said serial yeah. line. And, like, that might actually look kind of sick if it was painted on, like, that. All right. Like, so the Supreme you... War, it just says, like, sup or whatever. And it's, like. So you want to go to. So it just says, I... sir. Sir. <laughs> big sir. Sir. Sponsored by. I hate um, those racks, though. Like, you wow. hate those? Anyways. Well, now it's not going to happen. Yeah. Uh, also, the caveat here is that Gerard has to be sponsored car parts that he likes because he's already made a big thing about like he won't, does not a fan when people take handouts just for the sake of taking handouts. No, uh, I agree to that too, though. Yeah, that's fair. I look, just I'm right. I'm clarifying, summarizing. Yeah, summarizing. I, you know what I am excited for, and it just occurred to me is mm. that so the stage is going to be built. And mm-hmm. the last podcast, we were like, you're putting a V8 in there, right? Like, no. Mm-hmm. And then still trying. Still, still trying. Try. They haven't gone back to you. No, so they haven't. At one point, you're going to have to make a choice. And either mm-hmm. you're really going to get this engine, and we can say all the nice things about them on this podcast, <laughs> or 
we can go back to because you didn't ask them for sponsorship. You just asked them hey, to no. give you an engine. No, I not just asked even. for any sort of pricing. Any, yeah, give me some pricing. Yeah. Yeah. And not yeah. I mean, so, if I could get sponsored by Hartley, that'd be amazing. Amazing. Right. Like even just a little bit, that would be amazing. But like right. I don't right. think they need it. I don't think they want it. You know what I mean? Like they doesn't even seem like they want to sell you an engine. Like it seems like <laughs> they could sell a part and they're like, mm, we're busy, <laughs> you know. So like well, I mean, they got their own thing. They they gotta do a bunch of emails humming and hawing about one dude in fucking Canada buying like one head package and some cams. Like, I mean, we get that shit all the time. That's like somebody inquiring about, I don't know, like having 10 one emails arm. worth. Yeah, 10 emails worth to buy like one set of arms when like there's people that buy that shit just at the snap of fingers without even emailing us, you know what I mean? But I mean, they also don't have a site and I can't just order the stuff off the site. So like that's a little bit difficult too. So Right. So I'm excited for (laughs) to see if your tune changes if they never get back to you. I mean, at least you still have a 600 horse 2 well, yeah, yeah. If I know one thing about Gerard is that he can sing a lot of different songs real quick. So I'm excited <laughs> to see what that song. <laughs> yeah. Uh, good. All right. So yeah, as far as vlogs go, people should vlog more. Is that what we decided on? Uh, if you want I to mean, start a vlog, start a vlog. Start a vlog. Yeah. All right. Yeah, man. But yo, yeah. I'm going to say this about your vlogs, okay? Like, fucking cut the footage i don't want to watch 30 minutes of some dude walking around a garage trying to put a fucking transmission on right yeah like don't do that like yeah you you do whatever you're gonna do for however long it's gonna take cut out all the the fat we don't need to see you try to put a bolt in for fucking a minute like we don't need to see you look at something i don't need to hear about your dog I don't need to see you. Some drop people a bolt might want to talk hear about. about the dog. <laughs> yeah, I might want to. I want to know about the dog. Here's what I'll say to build on what Gerard's saying: make your vlog as long as it needs to be, but not a second longer. <laughs> and that is how you do it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I. Yeah. I do think though that we as car people, if I've learned anything from this long conversation, is do we sometimes need to check our egos a bit, or no? Are we yeah. good just being like, fuck everything that came after us, <laughs> scorched earth type thing? Scorched earth. You no, can't check yourself it. before you wreck yourself. Yeah, chickety check yourself. I think that's a fair, fair takeaway. Um, All right. I don't know if I got anything else for you guys. I feel like that yeah. a... Let's make some vlogs. We're gonna wrap it up or what? People. Well, yeah. Let's fucking put an end on oh. this. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Come again. That's not a real. <laughs> <laughs> that would be funny, though. Yeah, yeah. It's just like it'll stop mid sentence and be like, hey, we figured it out. <laughs> uh, what do we say? Bye. Yeah, I, I, like, we don't do right. this anymore. I forgot, you know? Yeah, we only do it every two weeks. So the the trail the trail off here at the end gets a little difficult. I think we learned a little bit about ourselves as people and car enthusiasts. Probably not. Well, the story. Maybe we'll go back to SEMA. We should all go to SEMA one day. By all, all hang out together. All on this call, and whoever else wants to come along. Uh, And vlogs aren't so bad. Maybe we're just all a little bit shitty. 
That's my takeaway. <laughs> my take is uh, I like vlogs. Vlogs are cool. I like content. Just don't make me watch you walk around a garage and try to put a transmission on for 30 minutes. It's fucking terrible. Edit the hammer swings to the beat. Yeah. Kevin, what do you got for us? Uh, yeah, my uh, takeaway, I guess, be, yeah, just, you know, do what you do, but keep doing it. And eventually people are going to take notice of you. You know, consistency uh, is key. people are going to notice me. Oh my God. I'm oh so my God. Sick. Yeah. All right. For fuck's sakes. All right, team. Thanks okay. for uh, Thank stopping you. by. Thanks for listening to Serial Podcast 9.